Chapter 14, you thought it was over? Hey, continuous improvement. But now we're going to talk about the new three pillars of lean. Indeed, you did exactly what I asked you to do. People contacted me from around the world with incredible questions. And guess what? I learned so much from you. I realized there were so many things I didn't know. As a result of your questions, I decided to release a second edition of Two Second Lean and add five more chapters thanks to you. Now, let's talk about the questions you asked me over the last couple years, and let's uncover some new concepts and ideas about creating a fun, lean culture. Just over a year ago, I made the decision to write Two Second Lean. I did so for a couple of reasons. First, people were curious. They would visit FastCap, see our lean culture in living color, and want more information on how to build such an unusual culture. It made a lot of sense to put my thoughts on paper and tell the story. I wanted to share our journey and the details of how we implemented lean in order to be more effective in helping people. The second reason was to express my ideas more succinctly on paper and provide a clear process, which is at the heart of being a lean thinker. It is now one year later, and I have a lot of thoughts about what has transpired and the content of the original book. One thing is for sure, the book has been popular. People like it. It's simple. It's short. It makes the concept of lean accessible to everyone. I wanted everybody, whether they had a PhD or just beginning a career as an 18-year-old, to be able to understand and implement and build a lean culture. Two Second Lean gave me a lot of exposure. People began asking me to come speak to their organizations and their companies in different countries around the world. I began asking myself, how can I improve the message of Two Second Lean? Lean is about planning, doing, checking, reevaluating, and improving everything endlessly. So here we go. This is how I have improved the message of Two Second Lean. I came up with Paul's three pillars of lean. When I would go to the shop floor and visit factories all over the world, I would see that people had problems that they were wrestling with. It became very clear I was missing something. In lean circles, it's very common to say that the two pillars of lean are the elimination of waste through continuous improvement. I disagree. Lean is getting people to see waste. Seeing waste is the first pillar of lean. If you can't identify the eight wastes in everything you do, then it's very difficult to eliminate the waste. The first pillar of lean is to teach your people to see waste. If you're going to build a lean culture, you need to look at every process and ask the question, Bob, what are the eight wastes? And which one can you see in the process you are doing right now? First, make sure that all your team members know the eight wastes, like they know their birthday. Teaching the eight wastes is not achieved by a handout, an email, or a seminar. You need to teach the eight wastes every single day. At FastCap, we simply review the eight wastes every day in the morning meeting. Every morning, one person has to hold up their fingers and go over the eight wastes. They have to tell a story that illustrates all the wastes. 
the eight deadly sins of waste, the first one and the mother of all waste and the place from which all waste originates is overproduction. And then as soon as we make too much of something, guess what we have to do? We have to move it. Transportation, number two. And then as soon as we move it, we have to stack it somewhere. Excess inventory, number three. And as soon as we have inventory of something, by and large, there's always a defect hiding somewhere in it. Waste number four, defects. Waste number five, over-processing. We got these nasty defects everywhere. And then what do we have to do? We have to pull them off the shelf and we have to reprocess or over-process them. Over-processing, waste number five. In the process of over-processing, we waste motion. And then when we're doing all this dumb work of over-processing and excess motion and transportation and fixing defects and overproduction. Guess what? The person we're in business for, the customer, is waiting. What a disaster. Waste number seven, waiting. We make internal customers in our company wait. Will we fix defects? We make external customers wait. And of course, we have to raise the price because we had to reprocess everything. But then the eight waste is wasted employee potential because now our people are doing stupid work because we as leaders have set them up to fail by starting the whole process of overproduction and the eight deadly sins of waste go round and round in all of our businesses and organizations. It is staggering how much waste all starts from the moment we overproduce. To illustrate how important it is to learn the eight wastes, because if you can't learn them and you don't know them, you won't be able to see them. Let me tell you the story that recently happened at a conference that I was speaking at. I was in the midst of some great lean thinkers, people from top organizations from around the world, all had been practicing lean for years. I asked one question of the audience, who here knows the eight ways? But I caution you, if you raise your hand, I'm going to call on you and you're going to have to say it in front of all your peers. Only two or three squeamishly slipped their hand up into the air because they knew I meant business. And I said, go ahead, Bob, what are the eight ways? And they got through three. And then, Joan, why don't you tell me? Joan got to four. None of them could tell me the eight ways. Out of a sea of lean thinkers, not one, including people who were teaching, could recite the eight ways. How in the world can we build a lean culture if our leaders don't even know the eight ways, let alone our people? That's what I discovered as I traveled around and talked to people, that the fundamentals of lean had not even been learned. You must know the eight ways so fluently, it should be no different than knowing your name, your birthday, or your social security number. They should flow off your tongue. You should be able to see them at every turn. That is what I discovered. And so as a result of this shortcoming, honestly, I didn't even know them. I knew of them, 
but I didn't know them. And I realized that even myself as an author and a speaker, that I could not say them fluently over and over again. I realized this was a deficiency. And I began to teach my people every day the eight ways. We stand around in a circle at our morning meeting and Bob, it's your turn. What are the eight ways? And they hold up one finger and they say overproduction. And then we say, At our place, we've made up a great story because a few of our products do come from China still. And we say, we make too much in China. We overproduce. Then we put it on a ship in a container and we transport it. And now you can visualize me. I'm holding up two fingers right now in the recording studio. And then we transport it all the way to America and we get it off the ship and we put it in our warehouse and we put it up on the racks and that's inventory. And of course, anybody who's ever dealt with China before knows there's defects in there. And so now we have to rework all those defects and that's over processing. Do you see how we've made this story come alive? Everyone can remember this. So once again, going back to the beginning, we overproduce in China. We put it on a container ship. We transport it. We get it to our facility. We put it up in inventory. And in that inventory is hiding defects. That's four. And number five, we have to overprocess and rework all that stuff. And in the process of doing that, we have excess motion. And guess what? Both internal and external customers are waiting. Well, we're doing all this stupid work. That's seven. And then eight, we are wasting our employees and team members' potential because me, as a leader, has created this stupidity cycle over and over and over again. We teach the eight wastes. We have it burned into our brain. So when I'm making coffee in the morning, I clearly see wasted motion. I clearly see excess inventory. I clearly see overproduction. It's so vivid to me everywhere I go because I know the eight wastes. You must know the eight wastes. You must memorize the eight wastes. As Andy Stanley says, you must cast this vision over and over and over again and burn it into your brain. So when your social security number rolls off the tip of your tongue, you roll right into the eight wastes. Are you ready? Number one, Overproduction, transportation, inventory, defects, overprocessing, wasted motion, waiting, and wasted employee potential. They should roll off your lips. And the minute they start to roll off your lips, your eyes will begin to see like you've never seen before waste in everything you do. And when you can see waste, you have the first opportunity in your lifetime to truly begin the journey of continuous improvement. So needless to say, that was all off script. Anyways, I'm very passionate about this because it makes a difference. So let's go back to the book, The First Pillar. As I said, every morning, one of our 52 team members, 56 actually now, holds up eight fingers and tells us the story of waste. It is so deeply ingrained in our team members that when waste exists in the process that they're doing, it is very easy for them to see. The first and most important thing that I've learned is what I call the first pillar of lean. People must see waste. The second pillar. The second pillar is that every person must continuously improve 
everything. The essence of the book, Two Second Lean, is making small incremental improvements that quickly accumulate into a significant body of work. A year later, I'm 100% behind that concept, even more than ever, because it flat out works. It is so simple. So the first pillar is you must first see the waste, and second, you must continuously improve everything, everybody, every day. The third pillar. Now, the meat of the revision to this book is related to the first and the third pillar because the second pillar is basically the same. The first pillar, people must see waste was a twist or clarification to what most people regard as an important pillar of lean thinking. The second pillar makes small, continuous improvements to everything. The third pillar is probably the most exceptional of all. This pillar is something that frankly caught me off guard. I just didn't realize why we were so successful in building a lean culture. The third pillar of lean is you must make before and after videos of all of your improvements. Did you get that? Make before and after videos of all of your improvements. You must show the work area and the process before and after. I know you're saying, what does that have to do with lean, Paul? Everything. When you are developing a culture, you want to document the developments of that culture. Do it in a fun way so that people will enjoy watching and want to join in the party. This adds an enormous amount of fresh emotional energy. What I tell people to do is just take your iPhone and your smartphone and point and shoot. I don't care what it is, but do not go out and buy a professional movie camera. Record with the camera that's in your pocket. Do not go out and buy a professional editing software. It is not necessary. All you need is a simple phone and an app like iMovie for editing the video right on your phone. Keep it simple and get it done. One piece flow, no batch work, no inventory, no overproduction. Do you get it? We're applying lean principles to documenting lean processes and lean improvements. I cannot say this point emphatically enough. It is so common for people to go out and shoot video and accumulate a huge library of material that they have to muddle through. That's a nightmare. That's over-processing. That's inventory. That's defects. But if you shoot and edit immediately, That's one piece flow. That's applying the power of lean thinking to everything you do. And when you do it, you're going to have a continually building body of work to reflect on and improve on in everything you do. The best example I can give of making this concept work is how the amazing team at Walters and Wolf did. It was one of their first videos called Hauling the Mail. It was simple, funny, low-tech, and culture-building. This video has it all, and Walters and Wolf is on lean fire. Want to know a secret? I first started making videos about four years ago, but it took me two years to make my first video. Two years? Yeah, two stinking years. That's how stupid I was. In other words, I should have been making videos six years ago. But I got paralyzed because I wanted 
everything to be perfect. I bought all kinds of film gear, lighting, and software, but I never made a video because I was waiting for everything to be perfect. What a disaster. Then I realized the folly of that. If you just do it, you'll learn so much by just doing it. That is really the story of Two Second Lean. You just make small improvements. You learn so much that the next improvement will be that much better. It's the same thing with videos. Just make it now. No, no, no. Not not five minutes from now. Now. You just shot the video. Make it now. With the phone that's in your pocket. Make a before and after video now. Do not shoot an after video until you shoot the before video because there's power in contrasting your progress. Do not move a thing in your work area until you record in living color the chaos you are working in now. The video reforming little pigs illustrates exactly what I'm talking about. Do not change anything until you show the world what a pig you are and everyone will celebrate your humility and your success because in doing so, you clearly see the contrast and show your team the power of continuous improvement and how to become a lean thinker. I began to instruct companies to do this, and the results were phenomenal. It was literally like pouring gasoline on a bonfire. They made one video, and they were able to show it to different branches and locations of their company. The next thing you know, they made another video. In just a few weeks, they made 40 videos. I realized this was a critical component. It was building a library of success and a library for training all their current and future employees. This is a powerful concept. One of the reasons why FastCap took off in terms of its lean journey and why everyone was so interested in it is that we documented what we were doing with our cheesy little videos and everybody loved them. If it was good enough for us, why not instruct everybody to do it and make it a pillar for building a lean culture. Indeed, that's what I've been telling people all over the world. The more I say it, the more people look at me and say, wow, I never thought about that. It makes perfect sense. They began to do it, and the next thing that happened is that they began to collaborate with us and send us their improvement videos. We post them on our website, and it allows people all over the world to learn about the way other people are doing things. This is exciting news. One and a half years after the publishing of the book, my takeaway is the three pillars of lean. First, see waste. Second, Continuously improve everything, every day. Third, make before and after videos. It's that simple. Still wondering about making videos? Let me tell you a story. Yesterday, I interviewed two ninth graders, Natalie and Michaela from Cornerstone Christian School. Their teacher, Darren Klein, is doing a fantastic job of teaching the kids lean concepts and building a lean culture in his classroom. The kids are nonstop video production machines. They are making so many videos on their lean improvements, and they are so good. 
Watch What is Lean, the video under Lean Kids heading on FastCap's video tab. I asked Natalie, after one year of learning Lean, what is the one thing that could be improved upon to get the kids to better understand Lean? She said, show more examples of Lean in action and use less words and theory. I rest my case from the mouths of babes. When I set out to write the book, Two Second Lean, my goal was to explain how to build a lean culture and for everyone to do it in just one year instead of the 11 years it took me. I also wanted to share my many mistakes to save someone else from making the same ones. If I had known the information I know now, it would have been so simple to build a lean culture. I know that I could step into any organization and implement these three simple pillars and make a significant impact in a short period of time. The one thing, learn to see waste. The videos you should watch, the three pillars of lean, hauling the mail by Walters and Wolf, reforming little pigs, what is lean by Natalie and Michaela, and learning to see waste. Just to illustrate how powerful these concepts are, I'm going to go off script here real quick. I was recently talking to the CEO of Walters and Wolf, and he sent me an audio email saying that he had a consultant company come in to find out if they could help him on their journey. And Nick said, well, sure, I'm happy to let you look around. He took him out into the shop and the consultant saw the dramatic improvements and all the lean efforts that were occurring at Walters and Wolf. And he said, wow, I've been working with companies for years and they've never made this progress. Did I tell you that Walters and Wolf at this point had only been doing lean for six months? Did I tell you that Walters and Wolf has nearly 2,000 employees? in four locations in different states all over the Western United States. If anybody has an excuse for not being able to do it, it would be Walters and Wolf. Yet they didn't only do it, they blew the doors off of everything because they taught their people to see waste. They continuously improve everything every day and everybody. And, of course, they've made over four hundred videos in six months. I rest my case a second time.